Adam Shamale. And I'm Aaron Schroeder. That's right. And together we are the Quack 12 podcast. I don't I don't like that. I threw in some new words in the intro and it's already throwing me off. I'll never do that again. I'm sorry, listeners. Adam, I hate yep. to break it to you this early in the show, brother. What's that? But all the words you used have already been invented. We're not new words. That's true. I think about that sometimes. Like... Like if you say some truly true gibberish and like say like nine words in a row, like hacker, smackle, dingle, bat, Phil, Knight, go ducks, tinker, Schmidt. Like yep. all what I just said there, like in the history of the universe, do you think anyone said those exact things in that way? Probably not actually, right? Probably not. Probably not, because it's so random, What I, the things I just said. I mean, it was happening in the moment, so... Exactly. And but, to throw in a Go Ducks in there and Phil Knight, you'd have to say both of those. I think about this all the time, honestly. Don't. It's not that hard much. to say something original. Yeah, it just yeah. It's hard to say something original that makes sense. Shakespeare was the last guy to do it. But if you get 5,000 monkeys and they're immortal... And right, you know what I mean. They'd write all of Shakespeare. That's right. Put them in a room together, made them chain smoke cigarettes. P.S. is the Quack 12 podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast on the web. Foot is fear. Aaron, I actually watched some football and it was not the Ducks. It was SEC football because it was for the national championship, my man. Oh, now I don't I know you are really, you know, you're paying attention to the Ducks barely paying attention to the Pac-12 and basically just not at all paying attention to the rest of college football. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, I assumed it was over. Well, no, the national championship just happened on the 10th. And uh, let me tell you, it was actually a really entertaining one because Georgia versus Alabama, usually that is boring as hell. But And it looked like it was just going to be because Alabama – after all season being like, oh, this isn't this isn't uh, last year or the year before Alabama. Like this Alabama is a little bit weaker on defense, a little bit more mortal on offense, but still probably one of the best teams in the country. Georgia looks just by far the best. Their defense was sure. insane. Is practically an NFL defense right now. How much NFL talent they have, and that's what we're getting. Correct, is the defense guy. Yeah, we're getting the defensive coordinator, Dan Lanning. And he stuck around. So he's there in this national championship game. Sure. Now, a couple weeks. Be. Yeah, as he should be, Cristobal. Yeah. Uh, now, about a month or something before, or not a month, I forget exactly how long ago, but when they played each other in the SEC championship game, um, Alabama just destroyed Georgia and it just deflated them because again, Georgia just has a history of just getting beaten by Alabama. They're always the number two team, especially in the South, but right. like in college football in general. Yeah, you know, Tua came in and just humiliated them, uh, lost their best chance. I mean, they've been in the playoffs, but they're always second banana. Haven't won a national championship since 1980. However, though. With this ridiculously good defense and a pretty good quarterback and some unfortunately unfortunate and fortunate uh, injury luck in their favor, uh, hate to say it, but um, sure. they actually pulled off the win and they won uh, thirty three to eighteen. Dang, and it was it was fun to watch and it was mainly. Uh, I mean, there was a late pick six to kind of seal the win. And okay, it was that's where way- the thirty eight shows up. mm Hmm. And it was way more of uh or 33, yeah. But there was Sorry. way more of uh this was a defensive just effort. It was like the only touchdown that Bama scored was late in the game, and it was because they had a short field because uh Stinson Bennett like um turned over the ball. Uh so it was like a fight. really in his own and in his own territory, you know what I mean? Yeah, they were like busting up. But for us, man, Dan Lanning on the sideline. Immediately afterwards, when they interviewed him, he said, like, you know, he was like, go dogs and go ducks, like already plugging for it. He's already in Eugene. So he just immediately came back to Eugene. Uh, That's good PR for us. Like, we got this dude who's possibly, possibly a better recruiter than Cristobal. Maybe that's 
that's tough. But um, well, he's a national championship winning coach, is what he is. He's got that ring, baby. He's got that ring. When you walk into some kid's living room mm-hmm. with ten pounds of awesome on your finger, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it carries like, a lot of power. Cristobal had that too, actually, because he won it uh, when he was at Miami. But uh, that ain't. We don't the, talk I don't know. about that. Yeah, I need to stop. Look at me. I'm talking about our ex. How, how embarrassing. <laughs> Oh boy. Um, so th- that was a fun game to watch, but also just really good to see Dan Lanning. Uh, Dan Lanning representing the Ducks, looking good. I'm stoked about that. Aaron, before we get into the basketball beat, PS remind me to make some kind of fun little vid or, or song for basketball beat because we need a basketball beat intro song. It'll you know be I mean. like the sound of a basketball going like mm-hmm. bouncing. Basketball beat. Maybe I'll take that audio. Honestly, maybe we just did it. That maybe, maybe we it. just did it. That is a bit on the nose of. I don't care. Uh, I'm getting in the weeds here. Wonder shows and oh, and they're canceled. Beat, beat We're alive. They're dead. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, it's got that Curtis Blow kind of feel. Ha ha yeah. ha ha! Basketball is my favorite sport. I yep. like the way they dribble up and down the court. Um, anyways, I got totally sidetracked there. Uh, before we get into the basketball beat, I would like to take a second to talk about our sponsors, which is the Quack 12 podcast. That's right. And fans like you, um, listeners, why don't you help us out? First of all, we're just going to plug ourselves here. We got a Twitter account at Quack 12 podcast. We got a YouTube channel, which you can watch. Like right now, you're seeing me and Aaron. If you're watching on there, you're, you're seeing uh, my Christmas present. I forgot to pl- uh, shout this out. That's right, everyone who can no, see this. You totally shouted that out last week midstream. We were. Oh, was it as awkward as this? Yes. Oh, well, I'm wearing my Webfoot's 19, uh, you know, 16 <laughs> throwback jersey. Uh, darkest game in our history. And apparently I forgot it. Who knows? Um, time is a flat circle. But uh, you can help us out by going either of those and just liking that shit, subscribing. Or you can uh, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out. Apparently Spotify, too. Rate us there. Leave us a comment. Look. Um yeah, let's hear it. Stop. No, we will not endorse Spotify. That is the worst of the streaming apps. All if right. you're on Spotify, get oh. out of there. Save yourself. Trust me. Uh, go to Tidal you know what? or go to Apple Music. Get out of Spotify. Go to you're, you're, Pandora. Uh, unless they're Deezer. a sponsor, then we will absolutely change our tune. Um, Amazon, same for you. Uh, so give us five stars there. Does help us out. Not only that, but the thing that'll really help us out is giving us that Skrilla. And in exchange for that, we're going to give you access to some premium Quack 12 content. I'm talking about a time traveling series called Quack in Time, in which my companion Aaron and I go through the decades, through the years, through the Oregon football seasons, and just report back from the day, man. And uh, come straight straight to your ears through magic. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, that's a really fun series. You learn your Oregon football history. We break down big bowl games. We have quizzes on there. We have a really good, mainly history, but a lot of fun stuff. We got Duck D&D. A fun game Aaron and I created uh, when we couldn't play football because of the pandemic. It was a lot of fun. Go there. Go to quack12podcast.com. That'll lead you to our Patreon. Aaron, you got anything to say while we're plugging here? Just that. I have it on good word from multiple listeners that the Duck D&D season was better than the real season that year. True. And so if that's any reason to go give us five bucks, that is go very watch true. a truly great football or listen to a truly great football season. Yeah, because I mean, would you rather a magical journey through uh, football lore or would you rather uh, watch some of the 2020 highlights? No, thank you. Unless it's that you Rose know? Bowl. No, thank you. We have no time to play a great game of Would You Rather. Let's get back to the fucking good news. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my friend, basketball, basketball beat. <laughs> Maybe I think I like the first one better. I think we're going to use first that. First one was more organic. Um, my friend, uh, you want to talk about women's basketball? Or you want to talk about men's basketball really quick? Uh, ladies first. Okay, ladies first. Ladies, I'm, again, 
like kind of all season, I'm feeling more optimistic about them than the men's. I'm seeing a little more hustle out of them, especially. We got players back. We got players back, baby. It feels really good. Now, um, we played against number two Stanford, if you remember. Uh, last time we plugged this, you know, we went against them. They fought hard, my friend. Uh, keep in mind, this is in Stanford. And this sure. is, you know, they were the national champions. Uh, we lost 80 to 68. But I'll tell you this. We gave them hell. This is against number two, Stanford. Again, mind you, we were down by, uh, uh, we erased an 18 point second half deficit before falling 80 to 68. And actually our team looked pretty solid uh, against a juggernaut in the fourth quarter. I think it got down to like under three minutes left. We got it within eight points, 70 to 62 in that final quarter. But Stanford pulled away. Uh, specifically, Hole, Lexi Hole, hit a three pointer and they hit their free throws and it was done. But um, Oregon responded really well. Even early on, like when we fell back, uh, fell behind six to two, we went on a nine to two run. Uh, a, a lot of these players were just, I mean, we got like teen, uh, Tina Pow Pow, Sabali, the only real starter, uh, India Rogers came back to play some first like serious minutes. The only true like like a uh, goat starter that we didn't start is Stona Prince. Stona Prince is out. We don't want to I don't believe we have any real official reason why she's out. Don't want to speculate. There is a global pandemic going on. Possibly that has something to do with it, but I don't know. Really? She's been, yeah. Uh who I knows? I mean the the times that you are required to stay out now it's like five days i don't know it could have just fallen in a really bad time i don't know it could be injury who knows um but she's not for the season oh hey come on don't 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 you jinx that don't you break that news uh india rogers scored 22 points against stanford that's pretty damn good uh ninara sobley 19 points tahina pow pow 14 points now there were a lot a lot of shots taken um pow pow was four of 18 Sobley was seven of fifteen. Rogers eight of fifteen, but was a perfect three of three from three point land. That's fun. And then Pow Pow was it. one of seven from long Ooh. range. So that that would have helped, but I mean, it was a team effort. This loss. So that's a tough one. Stanford's one of the best teams, but then we went against California. What was our? Right? Sorry, real quick. What was mm-hmm. our total shot count? Uh, let me pull it up once more. No, okay, I don't so worry I got about it. it. Let's move no, I got it here. Twenty. Oh. Uh, we shot the ball sixty-six times. Kind of enough. Pretty close to the number of the beast. So maybe that's why we lost. We were twenty-four <laughs> of sixty-six for thirty-six. Four of sixty-six. We shot that it. Is not good. That's a thirty-six percent clip, my man. Yeah. We were seven of seventeen from long range. That is so far away from one point per minute. Yeah, I know. That's. <laughs> I should literally just tell you that. I should pull up that stat for yeah. every single one of these games and be like, here you go. This is, we didn't do we it. created a new stat line. Um, well, unfortunately, what I'm using too doesn't, uh, which is the U of O official website, doesn't actually have their minutes written out. Which is nah, That's fine. Yeah, whatever. Um, Tina Pow Pow, 21 points uh, against Cal Golden Bears. Uh, Cal is not all that good. Let's just start off by saying that. Okay. They ain't no Stanford. That's for sure. Um, But Pow Pow, 21 points, four or five from long range. Sydney Parrish, who, you know, definitely had to step up when we had so many injuries out. Um, Parrish, seven of nine from deep. Seven three-pointers. That's pretty damn good, man. That's very good. That's very good. Uh, and your Rogers missed all four of her attempts, but still managed to get 12 points by getting eight free throws. Overall, we've been a pretty wow. decent free throw. Yeah, I know. She got, Why she are they the going after her? It was more like she's going after them, and they got to try to stop her, and so they foul her. You know what I mean? She's wow. a, she's an aggressive player. I liked her. Um, we're getting a lot of bench players in this one. Uh, like, of course, hey, Filipina Che, my favorite. 
Uh, three. She she got six points. Kylie Watson. So we got all her bigs out there. Shania Pinto, who's been really fun to watch. So this was a good game for developing depth. We won eighty eight to fifty three. Uh, again, they ain't very good, but the whole team was there. We're getting that practice now. We were supposed to on my birthday, January thirteenth. We were supposed to play the Sun Devils. However, that game has been postponed due to COVID on Arizona State side. Of course. Yes. So after that, January 15th, you really wish that actually we could have played them because at this point, any I bet you will probably try to schedule maybe someone else just to get a, like a low level school, you know, a uh, Southern Oregon or something just to get that practice because our next couple of games are pretty huge here. We've got on January 15th, Saturday, God willing, we play this game. Number seven, Arizona, the other team in the national championship, unless I'm wrong. I kind of forgot. Uh, Arizona versus Stanford, I believe. So that's going to be a tough one in Eugene. Uh, and then, I mean, unranked, that's kind of nuts, but against UConn, you know, historically an amazing team. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be going against the UConn Huskies, then against the Washington schools. So yeah, women's team, they're, if, hey, if they win their next couple of games, that'll be quite the trajectory up my guess that'll feel good especially with all those players returning now aaron men's basketball oh boy well we were supposed to travel i do believe to colorado however we did not because that game was postponed due to covid on i can't even remember whose side it may have been our side i can't remember probably their side if yeah i was about to say if you can't remember it's probably because you willfully forgot it yeah (laughs) um but then we had Another game against the Oregon State Beavers. Oregon State Beavers ain't good this season. Truly ain't good. Uh, however, wasn't this that the team, same last year? Yeah, they were. No, actually, they were pretty. Didn't they? Yeah, they they made it to the dance. I do believe, if unless I'm crazy. No, they made it to the dance, my man. It was fun because they beat us in the Pac-12 tournament. Hmm. They won the whole Pac-12 tournament. Yeah, they're pretty good last Butt year. heads, but they lost too much talent now. Uh, and good, good, good. Oregon State, we went against them, and I'll just tell you now, we they barely squeaked out a victory, uh, kind of because they missed a shot that they should have at the very last second. They sh- that would have tied it. And I'm not having it, man. Uh, I mean, we looked all... It was a very competitive game. Not many people, you know, in Corvallis, but enough people that it was definitely a home court advantage for them. But uh, I don't know. It was just kind of underwhelming win. But we won. Uh, I, I can't really tell you who looked especially good on our side. I certainly didn't think Will Richardson looked all that good. And he's supposed to be the crux of the team. He finished four of 11. He's just not very good at creating his own shots. Or uh, two of six from deep. Other than that, like some of the other supposed kind of playmakers on this. We got Devion Harmon, four of eight from the floor. Uh, Quincy Guerrier finally said his name right. Uh, three of eight and O of four from deep. My favorite player on this team to watch, anyways, is got to be Jacob Young. Obviously, brother of Joe Young, Oregon great, uh, who is the Pac-12, you know, Player of the Year or whatever uh, years ago. But Jacob Young, it's just got a lot of spunk in him. I like it. Went seven of fourteen from the floor, but. Went at it, led the team with 16 points. So in a game like this, that means a lot. I don't know. This game kind of stunk. Up next is a huge freaking test because we got UCLA. And UCLA is very good. Very good. How good, you may ask? Well, let's go to the... How good are they? That's a wonderful question, my man. The Pac-12 men's basketball standings. Now, right now, number six, Arizona leads it all. It's number six in the nation, mind you. Pac-12 is actually good at basketball. They're 12-1, and 2-0 uh, in conference play. Behind them is UCLA, which is 16, no, 10-1, and 2-0 in conference. They are ranked number three in the country. And I believe the team that they lost to is uh, Gonzaga. I, I think that's the only team they've lost to, unless I'm losing my mind. And then USC, number five USC, 13 and one. That's nuts. And then we are behind Colorado, behind Stanford. We currently sit 
with a nine six two and two record in uh yeah freaking sixth place in the Pac twelve. That ain't very fun. Women's basketball. I'll just tell you now we're actually fifth uh with a eight and five one and one record. Colorado surprisingly a really good women's basketball Colorado team undefeated 13 and 0 uh, ranked number 21. That's pretty cool. I've never really seen that. They're doing well. Then number two, Stanford, number seven, Arizona. So Dang. I don't know. Hopefully ducks make some, we're underdogs. We'll, I'll tell you that in a lot of these games and that that's at least fun somewhat, you know, I mean, we'll see. Hopefully it <laughs> makes it fun. It's Unless we just get our usually not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, usually you're like, Lost another one. Yeah. There you go. Missed that one too. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe there's a glimmer of hope. No, no, no. Uh, I'll tell you this. Hit me. We were underdogs against Ohio State, weren't we? And that made that win so you know, much sweeter. I would what love to go back. What was it about that game that we were so good at? Well, I really think it's because a, it, why did part- we if it's so bad on the back end. <laughs> I mean, part of it is what is Ohio State bad at? And if you watch that Pac-12 championship, it was kind of just like they weren't very physical on the line, especially like uh, on the edges. And you can really push them around. And and there there were yards to be had against that defense. Uh, I and see. They were also probably attacking us in a different way than they would attack us if we made it to the Rose Bowl. If we somehow beat Utah in the Pac-12 championship game and we played Ohio State in the Rose Bowl, they wouldn't play us as like cautiously. They wouldn't be playing like, okay, we got to make sure Anthony Brown, this veteran quarterback who can throw deep, make sure that he doesn't do that to us. Because if they watched all the tape of us play this season, they'd be like, no, we, we want him to try to. Like, cause they're not going to throw apparently, or if they do throw, it'll be a baffling miss or, or yep. it, like, yeah, I think they would play us different. And they would have embarrassed us worse than that, uh, heartbreaking loss, uh, that Utah suffered. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, everyone's got an opinion. Okay. So on to the second half of this wonderful podcast of ours, Aaron, I got a fun little, fun little game for us, if you will. Okay. This is a uh, like games. Uh, I like the relationships. I don't like playing games. No, no, no. We don't like head games. All right. We don't want no scrubs in this podcast. That's, Thank you. That's what I was looking that. for. I was looking for that scrubs. Please leave us five stars in in the comments on Apple Podcast only. And in the comments, please say this podcast truly suffers no scrubs, and we'll know you're the number one fan. Uh. Aaron, this game is called the Quack Ground Check, in which you and I are going to go through all these coaches, which we've loosely talked about as they've been hired. You know, we're a weekly podcast, so we can't, you know, it's not breaking news, but we got basically a whole coaching staff, right? And uh, probably everyone we're going to get, and we want to lick look through them. No, let's lick, lick through, through them, them baby. <laughs> And uh, we're going to do some simple Google searching, baby. We're going to see if we can find any some dirt looking through those message boards. We're going to try yes, to slide some DMs. What massive football <laughs> programs allow is Google to let bad press seep through. <laughs> hey, sometimes you don't have a choice, baby. Um, you know what? You're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, my man, I'm glad you have that uh, Google I got my, device uh, there. I got my device ready to go. And uh, yeah, well, let's pull up these guys. We're also going to look at the official U of O kind of graphics they have. Mm, uh, so we got Dan Lanning. He's a national champion. right? Is that now. our guy? That's our guy. Looks like our lawyer, Kyle Madison. Actually, I've always said that. He's a very young man. I, I mean, th- there's not really much to have dirt on him because his career <laughs> is very short. He really yeah. hasn't been doing it for too long. I mean, he was goddamn born in 1986. That is nuts. Wow, 86? Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah. he's the head coach of the Oregon Ducks? He's 35 years old. And we're going to get on to some other very young people. Very good uh, for him. Bravo, born, sir. Born in North Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City star. Oh, That's what I, I are. Yoki dokey dokey. You ought to see my car. Um, 
apparently played at William Jewell College, as we all know, because that was a very funny thing in which his brother broke the news on space where he's like, well, you don't got to worry about him going to, you know, like his old alma mater, his dream school or anything, because he went to freaking William Jewell. He was a linebacker. So let that be known. Uh, His and he's just the thing about this guy is he's risen up the ranks so quickly into such a high high status job into such a an amazing historic defense that we all anyone who's championing championing this guy is excited because of the potential there even though he has not been a head coach anywhere that's definitely the biggest crazy. question mark on this dude never been a head coach it's too crazy uh, i mean an amazing and recruiter though here's the thing Mm-hmm. From my deep dives that I just took, yeah, uh, I'm not seeing any scandals in his background. Absolutely, no. And you're one of the ace reporters in the country. Amen to that. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. This the guy is so squeaky clean. That's almost the negative on him. Is that he's so squeaky clean? You know what I mean? I mean, because he's 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 so fresh. He's so green. He doesn't have that experience, uh, but we'll see what happens. You know, uh, I'm very excited about him. That mustache definitely tells a different tale, though. Well, <laughs> that mustache is the mustache of a wild man. I know he does have a cowboy hint of wild in his eyes, and you, I, yeah, I, I truly see that. Well, and I think his his energy and his excitement to be here, even if he's thinking like, "Man, one day I hope I get to replace Nick Saban." You know what I mean? In four years, I hope I get a, if that's his freaking end game or replace Kirby Smart. I want to go back to Georgia, but be the head coach one of these days. If that's his end game, I still believe he's very excited to win some football games here and to get to a playoff like as quickly as possible. And whenever you have a head coach and they got a big question mark about him, but his recruiting is stellar, as long as you don't get those sanctions. That's what we're playing with. That's what we're playing with. Uh, you're good. And um, some of the staff is raising some questions on that front. Let's get on to the next <laughs> one, shall we? Kenny oh. Dillingham. Kenny Dilly. As, as soon as this man was announced to be our our uh, offensive coordinator, the Dilly Dilly jokes came out. So that's is that a negative? We'll see. I still think it's funny. You know what I'm talking about? Dilly Dilly, the beer commercials. They're all they're all like medieval. I knew times. I knew it from somewhere. Coors I, Light. I, I knew I was Bud Light. I knew that I was equating Dilly to some kind of like UK pub thing. Yeah, it's probably like UK like a UK slur for something really bad. But uh, Dilly Dilly in this case is just reference to the uh, commercials. So a lot of people you're gonna hear a lot of that. I think it's bummer. Funny. We'll see if it's yeah. Well, because it may funny. it may get old. <laughs> it may get old. Maybe there'll be like an uh, you know NLI and I oh my god I'm losing it anyways Kenny Dillingham uh the knock on this dude is again he's even younger than the dude before this is mind blowing this dude is my age can we get a, a face uh, like my face next to his face here for comparison oh yeah cuz he looks a lot okay this dude is my age anyone who's listened to this episode or is in general a Quack 12 fan, knows that I do not have my shit together. And I feel like I am an average 31-year-old man. I feel like I represent 1990 very well. This dude, who's looking like me, honestly, looks, looks like me if I had to like look no, a little more presentable. You know who he looks like? What's that? There's an actor. He was on Weeds. I think I know who you're talking about. I think I know what you're talking about. Time. Yeah, well, this but guy. was the guy that played a um, military guy who sold her drugs. Hmm. And he oh, looked, yeah. He looks like him. Well, maybe that's a knock then, you know? That's the conspiracy. They're the same person. Kenny Dillingham, he is from Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, I know that's not going to be a perk for Schrode over there. I don't know how I feel about that. He's from Phoenix, Arizona. His alma mater, Arizona State. That would be kind of fun if he got really good and then replaced uh, old Herm Edwards over there in the end game. Maybe that's his end game. He wants to go back to his precious ASU. Uh, oh, I mean, 2012. Yeah, 
Could you imagine? I bet he will. I bet he will. Yeah, maybe. Uh, or a better job is probably what he'd rather have. But uh, so again, a young ass dude. He has Very. been an offensive coordinator. His first time being offensive coordinator, well, outside of high school, um, was at Memphis. And they, they had a pretty, actually, sweet offense, if I do remember, in 2018. Something you'd want to watch. Uh, he was also the QB coach there. He's been a QB coach for quite a bit of his tenure here. Um, and also, he was offensive coordinator for Auburn in 2019. That's where he got his Bo Nix connection. That is why Bonix is on our team, and we pray oh. to God that we get a good Bonix. Adam, this just in. What's that? Pablo Schreiber. That's the guy's name. That's the actor's name. Okay, Pablo everyone, Schreiber. Everyone, feel free to look that up if you're driving. Pull over and look it up. They look pretty similar. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Uh, so Dillingham, yeah, Memphis. Dilly dilly, dilly dilly. <laughs> <It's> the worst. <laughs> It is pretty bad. And then he went over to Florida State. Now, this is where uh, it's not a scandal, but this is where his reputation is a little more tarnished. Florida State ain't been good since you know who. I mean, since before, really, since Jimbo Fisher left or and like kind of like, you know, upper decker the whole program when he left. Right. Um, Left the fish in the ventilator, basically. But uh, our man, Will I Taggart, Turnhill Will, Will lie to... Oh, I already said that. He goes down to Florida State, and it ain't good. And they're still not good, even though he's not there anymore. And uh, their offense wasn't very good. But that's for a bunch of reasons. Not necessarily just because of him. Norvell liked him. That's good. You know, someone... I don't know. <laughs> but uh, now we got him, and it's clearly because... He has close connections with our head coach, Dan Lanning. Right. So uh, I don't know what to say about that, man. No scandal. No scandal, though. He is scandalous. That time, I would love to see. You know, in 2016, 2017, that's when uh, our man Dillingham and Lanning are getting together. This is the first time, you know, really working on the same staff together. And clearly, that bond was strong enough. That he's like, man, if I'm ever a head coach, you're yeah. com- you're who I'm coming after. Yeah. So that doesn't intrigue me. That being said, over lines of cocaine, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I was like, oh man, oh, this it was so a good. real eastbound and down type of situation. They're in Memphis. They're like, oh, let's let's go to Beale Street. Am I right? Uh, Memphis. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beale Street is in Memphis. Yeah. See, I'm I'm cool. I'm hip. I know my southern states. No, I. Don't. You know that's. Uh, the only reason why I can fact check and be like that's correct is because of the song that goes, "Well, I was walking in Memphis. I was walking with my feet six off. Wait, six feet off of Beale. <laughs> do you remember that shit? I don't know the song, but I like. Why do I it. feel the way I feel? Next. <laughs> oh, sorry. We both. Oh, <laughs> I'll let you do it. <laughs> okay, now here. here's here's where the scandal. Uh, radar machine. Well, let's break this down too, please. Defensive coordinator Tosh Lupoy. Now, a lot of people very excited for this guy because he's a very good recruiter uh, wherever he's been even. Uh, He was now and he has a ton of Pac-12 experience is why he's always been rumored for us Um, as a coach. Well, he played for California. We should say that he's from Walnut Creek, California, which I think isn't that where Sabrina Ionescu's from? I want to not not me. from not from because yeah yeah no from I think it is I think so. Anyways, so uh, that's possibly a plus on his side. But he his first coaching job was D line coach because uh, he was a defensive lineman for Cal. 2008 to 2011. Right. Now that's where his first scandal popped up. Now, Aaron, do you have any information on that? No. Have you found anything in that? Okay, good. Oh, wait. I, I, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, maybe that's under investigation for the NCAA viol- Uh, No. Okay, but then why? I have his I have his garbage at Washington, but not his that's garbage right, sorry. at... Well, I believe at Cal. Cal, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Cal is where he was telling his players to purposely pretend like they're injured. 
I, I believe I'm on the right track there. Now, what is this about? He went to the Cleveland Browns in 2019. Yeah, no, he he got you know for a bit. Yeah, he went to the NFL for uh, one season. Yeah, I mean it didn't work out. NFL is a cruel mistress, my man. But huh. um, sorry. So the Tosh faking injuries here. That's really what I want to look up. This is the dude. This is the black beard cook dude. You know what I mean? This is the guy where it's like, mm, that pirate is especially shady, but hey, we need all hands on deck. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like this guy's going to somehow screw us over somehow. Because this is what I'm talking about. Cal coach confesses to faking injuries. Now, this is in 2010. California was down an assistant against Washington because defensive line coach Tosh Lupoy was suspended for instructing a player to fake an injury against Oregon on November 13th. That is freaking right. You know how often I bet that happens? Well, I, well, it definitely I happened about more. It. It's such an easy way to get your, your team an extra time out or at least just your team a couple of minutes of rest or to break it up. I was thinking about it all season. So there were some guys that went down where I was like, that's not real. <laughs> well, <laughs> sometimes it doesn't help you out all that much besides the actual time, but especially against the Ducks at that time, which were the groundbreaking, like super fast team. And they wanted to like do a play and then run to the line and do the next play as fast sure. as possible. So he came up with a little trick play. Yeah. If you play a little, if you do a little like, ah, my leg, I, I just need to stretch really quick. Okay, I'm good. Now. Like you, all your defense gets a little bit more of a breather. And so he definitely did that and he got in trouble for it. And um, aggressive recruiter, which always sighs to you like, eh, he's probably, you know, paying off players, which is cool now. So that's good. Hey, also, it was always cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was, down. I think at all times, any kid that got money, that's fine. Yeah, well, they deserve it. They then you're fine it. with what happened in 2013 under Steve Sarkeesian at Washington with Tosh Lupoy, in which um, he was, you know, the ace recruiter for the Huskies, was put under investigation for not quite paying a player. Aaron, have you heard this one? Have you found anything about this? Is this is the one? tutoring thing. Yes, yes. Also, again, fine with it. <laughs> Do you have the details on it? Me. I think I got it here. Um, it was uh, they gave him three thousand. So they it was for uh, Mike Davis, a throwing coach who helped bash him when the stage. Oh wait, no. Uh, Six weeks of allegations that he paid yeah. forty five hundred dollars tutoring fee for Hunsky's defensive lineman recruit Andrew Basham. That's right. And then also uh, uh, three thousand dollars to cover private tutoring and such. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, again, these scandals don't sound the worst when you really say them out loud. Now, here's we're just saying, though, what's that? The NCAA's investigation into alleged recruiting violations committed mm -hmm. by former Washington Huskies assistant coach Tosh Lapoy failed to unearth any evidence to warrant penalizing him or the program. There you go. There so, you, go. you know what? Here's the thing. This is why I like this guy. He is absolutely unafraid to try anything at all costs in any manner. He's not playing dirty. Well, no, he is playing not dirty. Keeping it clean. He's certainly. <laughs> so uh, you know? I mean, I love hey. him. I'm a hundred percent in with this dude. If he gets us to the national championship. And then the next season, we're like disqualified and lose ten years, like ten years of scholarships. I'm fine with that. I want one natty. I will sell my soul, and I do not care how we get it. What if he gets us there? We get, we take the award, the reward, mm -hmm. around this time or a few weeks later after the national championship. It is uncovered that maybe he was doing some illegal things, and they strip it from us ooh, that's what i do don't want that. then i don't want that i want it to count but if it was like the next year they like that's when all the shit happened i'm fine with that <laughs> he uses this upcoming year just to i teach mean him how to 
Especially if low it's just level like, cheat. If it's like paying cheating, as long as long as it's not a sex. I don't. I'm not talking sex scandals here because that's rampant in so many of these programs, and I, I don't want that. But like, if it was, I mean, some of these things, like you know, just straight up playing, play, uh, paying. Here's players. what I like about him: he spends money, he bends rules. <laughs> All right, I didn't because think I you were gonna. Not. In every other sport, the whole faking a foul, faking an injury. It's nonstop all the time. Yeah. And I mean, it's obviously been in the NFL. I've watched it in the NFL. Yeah. Like, it's just obvious. Well, you think it's. And then they cut to commercial break. Everyone wins. Because that's the thing. Fake an injury. Everyone wins because now we get to dump commercials in front of people. Teams get to rest up. We're low key, quietly talking about how we're going to change our game plan for the next play. And now we're back. Oh, he's totally fine. It's a little tweaked. He's going to sit out for a play. Has this been Conspiracy Corner? Bro, this whole segment is actually Conspiracy Corner. Oh, yeah, corner. that's right. <laughs> um, so, so Tosh Lupoy, we should say this, too. Alabama is famous for this. Um, the the uh, school for coaches who were bad but are now good. That is literally what it's been for so long. There's a place where there's a place that is a school for all the bad coaches to go to. Well, basically, I mean, Alabama. Alabama will be like, okay, you're going to come over here and you're going to be an analyst. You're going to be like, a, you're just going to be some dude that helps us out. Like, watch this piece of film or help us out with this, you know? And he just says, they got so many goddamn analysts there and they're like high level because it's like a great job to get you to another job because people want to hire away Alabama staff. Hell, we hired one of our best coaches of recent years from there, freaking Mario Cristobal. He was the offensive coordinator and he was trying to correct kind of his path from being a failed, basically failed head coach uh, FIU even though he had, you know, actually did some good there too. But he also got like Lane Kiffin, who's always been kind of on the edge of like controllable. He went to Alabama. He got kind of corrected. Steve Sarkeesian was an alcoholic and basically got fired for those kind of shenanigans and being a mediocre coach. He went to Alabama. He was an analyst. They won a you know national championship. Now he's head coach at Texas. Like it's literally a correction school. Uh, and Tosh Lupoy graduated from that correction school. So you could say, that's say that Alabama is the fence. It's what do you mean? When you've got a dirty product, it's where mm-hmm. you take that dirty product to get cleaned up and clean to sell again. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. He's all he's squeaky clean. This is this. Yeah. I don't want to go super deep into conspiracy, but maybe this is also just kind of everybody knows it. I don't know. Whoa. But Alabama seems like they are the school that is just slipping envelopes filled with cash. Oh, to anybody and everybody, bro, bro. This is this is long before, uh, you know, like the NIL deals. And um, like there were definitely you could watch on Twitter where it'd just be like. Someone commits to Alabama or like a week before they commit to Alabama or officially commit or something like that. They'll be like, oh, check out this new like check out this new car I got in Alabama. 1998 Mustang. Yeah. Look at this car that my uncle bought me because that's Uh how they really do it. It's like, yeah, yeah. To the uncle, you know, uh, Cam Newton style. Um, But yeah, so Tosh Lupoy, you know, three years at, you know, the best dynasty uh, football team as of right now for college football, three years at Alabama. And then he went to the NFL. Rumor is that he was kind of they were saying, like, he can't cut it at Alabama as our defensive coordinator. So, yeah, you got to go like you're not going you're not going up in 2018. I believe they took away some play calling duties even. Um, But then he went to the Cleveland Browns as a D-line coach, as you said. Uh, 2020 went to the Falcons, D-line coach and run game coordinator. Jacksonville Jaguars in 2021. That's a cursed, terrible program because Urban Meyer is the goddamn coach Meyer. there, and he's a scumbag. Um, yeah, now he's hey, now he's back in college, and uh, a lot of upside with him. I mean, maybe he won't be the best like X's and O's, you know, defensive coordinator, but Dan Lanning is supposed to be that. So maybe this guy's just could be a great recruiter and like break some kneecaps when we need it. Look, if there's one thing this dude knows what to do, it's hit hard. Oh yeah, look at him. It he just looks like and hit him. I hit hurts. hard. That's what I do. 
this photo is so weird that the university uh, put out to like say that they got it. It's the only like photoshopped looking one, and his head doesn't really match his body. Anyways, yeah, let's, let's go on. Just to like it was cleaned up yeah. a lot. Well, a lot of these other ones we can go a lot faster because I mean those are the big boys: defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, head coach. Right. But uh, let's see these other. Adrian Clem. Um, Adrian Clem from Inglewood, California. I love these West Coast boys. He's going to be the associate head coach, offensive line. He's going to be the run game coordinator. Um, yeah. So he was actually, uh, he played college football at the University of Hawaii. You know, okay. I love that. I love my Rainbow Warriors. He's drafted by we the do, Patriots. Oh, yeah. In the second round of the 2000 NFL draft. That's the same one that Tom Brady was drafted in. Um, he spent seven seasons in the NFL with the Patriots, the Packers. He won three Super Bowls as a member of the Patriots. Hell yeah. Talking about like my man, Patrick Chung too. Now this um, dude does got a little bit of dirt underneath his fingernails. He does. Is that true? UCLA well, me- suspends Adrian Klim during rules violation investigation. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. <clears throat> Um, the suspension and investigation were announced Monday by UCLA, which released a statement that read UCLA was recently made aware of alleged NCAA rules violations involving Adrian Clem, a member of the UCLA football coaching staff. UCLA immediately reported this information to the NCAA and to the Pac-12 conference and has placed Clem on suspension with pay. (laughs) UCLA will continue to work. Oh, and by the way, at this point, he was making $760,000 a year. Ooh, ooh. UCLA will continue to work jointly and, jointly and cooperate fully with the NCAA while this matter is being reviewed. So, Specifics about the yeah. allegations against Clem are not known. Great. Well, there you go. So, uh, um, so he started off his coaching career as a grad assistant at SMU. Then he got to UCLA in 2012, ended his career that year in 2016, you know, (laughs) the suspension, I guess. Then he went straight. uh, Well, I mean, for like three years, kind of uh, chilled. And then in 2019, I have no idea what he did. 2019, he went to the Pittsburgh Steelers, 2019 and 2020. And then uh, 2021, he became their offensive line coach instead of their assistant offensive line coach. And a lot of people, I've heard this, just the scuttlebutt from Steelers fans, just from random forums, because I'm not, I'm not a huge NFL guy. But uh, Steelers fans seem to be like, good, bye, <laughs> as far as like for our offensive line, because their offensive line has been kind of garbage. However, right. I've also been heard, I've been hearing that they haven't been kind of investing in that offensive line. And uh, in the NFL, like if you're not, you know, like, you're in screwed. college, it's like they can get better and better. In the NFL, it's like you're either a leader or you're not. And like yeah. you you can get better, but like there's a big difference between, you know, a, a gelling, a finally gelling offensive line and then like a true NFL good offensive line. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, some of the amazing like pass rushers they have in shit. Um, so who knows? Yeah. Who knows how that is? I have, of course, because that was old news, mm-hmm. I have found the ruling of his and also discovered now what his um what his actions were. Would you like to hear how that Let's all got it. resolved? Let's hear it. The NCAA penalized UCLA assistant football coach Adrian Klim with a two-year show cause order on Friday for arranging training services and housing for two recruits worth $2,400 that he paid for outside of NCAA rules. What a bastard. Can you imagine that? Providing houses, finding a, a place to stay, <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah, he so cheated. Fucked. It's like he's helping. <laughs> Buttheads. I hate the NCAA. These, who needs rules? I know. I know it's ridiculous. Again, so uh, oh wait, 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 wait. No, here we go. I, I, we almost missed this one, and this one I really don't want. This is another thing we do in the Quack Twelve, uh, or sorry, the Quack Round Check. We type in uh, their name, and then we type in assault, 
And sometimes those offer different results. Uh, Jim Mora, Adrian Clem, UCLA staff bullied injured players. Lawsuit alleges. This is from the dailynews.com. Bruin training staff failed to follow concussion protocols and denied exams for injured players. Former players charge. Uh, I'm going to read this right from the Daily News. When UCLA offensive lineman John Lopez... Sorry, it just kicked me off for a second. Well, what it comes down to offensive lineman John Lopez was unable to practice because of post-concussion symptoms. Bruins offensive line coach Adrian Clem began harassing and humiliating him on a regular basis, according to one of three lawsuits filed against the UCLA football program this week. I will make it my mission that you never see the field, Clem told Lopez, according to the suit. In fact, Lopez said he was singled out by Clem in a special drill in which teammates dealt Lopez repeated hits to the head. Yeah, that's a big old fat scandal. Then you got a quote here. Come on, guys, Clem said, according to the suit. Fuck them up. So that ain't good. That's a big, uh, that's a big black mark on on his record there uh adrian clem we got our eye on you that's all we're gonna say between um, recruiting violations and and hey this is allegedly this is a lawsuit yeah also uh, you know i gotta say again uh allegedly mm-hmm. but also uh he's probably not the only coach that's doing that on a regular freaking basis yeah but we don't want them on our staff because certainly not all of them are uh, yeah, let's that's go to the, Okay, great. Let's point, go to the next point, one. Fair point. Let's go to the next one. Next, Clem, you're on watch. Junior Adams, the uh, the trader of Washington, as he will forever know be known. He was the wide receivers coach over at the Husky Land. However, he decided to flip, become a duck, baby. Now, um, he joined their staff in 2019. Uh, In his first season, he oversaw an up-and-coming receiving core that showed continued improvement over the season. He had, like, senior Aaron Fuller, who was really good, 59 receptions for 700 yards, uh, and finished his career number seven in UW history with receptions and receiving yards. Uh, He also had... um, Sorry. So, I don't know. There was a lot of problems with Huskies receivers over the years during his stretch there. A lot of that was more due to injury or coaches preferring to play veterans over the younger talent. A sure. lot of the younger talent is talent that he recruited. So that's a big thing, you know, because that's what we're wanting is elite talent, elite receiving talent. Uh, right. Did we he gotta coach have, them gotta up? Have that. Yeah. Did he coach them up? It's like, who's to say? A lot of Huskies fans aren't exactly hurt about this one, but I will say it's almost like, I don't know if it's like they're really like, oh, you can have them. We don't want him. Or if it's that thing where it's like they doth protest too much, if you know what I mean. Like maybe because it's a lot of them seem to just be like, we didn't really want them, but maybe you're crying a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I'm not seeing any scandal. There you go. Uh, outside of, you know, the Huskies, what they believe. But uh, yeah. So I, I hope he's good. Uh, he's a co-offensive coordinator and receivers coach. Let's go on to the next one. You ready? Oh yeah. Fast. Joe Lowrig, definitely the shadiest looking uh, photo that the uh, U of O put out on Twitter. Special teams coordinator and the you know, Nichols coach. He looks like standard military. Yeah, he looks like a lot of my neighbors in the area that I live in. I'll tell you. Sure. That. Well, he'll fit right in. Welcome to the um, neighborhood. You look just like all of Adam's neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Lorig. He was born in Edmonds, Washington. Huh. And he played for Western Oregon University. Hey, there you go. Um, yeah, he's coming over from, uh, uh, wait, what the? From uh, Penn State. So there you go. Two years at Penn State. A uh, couple years at Memphis. So this is, you know, I'm sure that's where he met my man, Dan Lanning. In Dillingham, they probably all got wasted, like we were saying, mm-hmm. doing a little of that that nose candy, that cocaine. Um, by the way, that is not slander. This is a parody podcast. This is comedic. Nothing we say should be taken seriously. 
and we apologize to Dan Lanning. Um, but yeah, doing that blow, having a good time in 2016, getting this staff, his dream staff together. Like, oh man, and you're gonna be special teams, and you're gonna be like OC, and I'm just, I'm probably gonna be coming off a national championship win. I bet. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't find anything bad on this guy. What about you? Nothing. I got nothing over here. We give him a pass. Pass. Okay. God. Ready? Next. Next. <laughs> got to get the. We got to start plugging through these, bro. We got like. I know. I know. We, we can't be halfway. Jeez. I don't like this guy's name. Now I know that's a controversial thing to say, because uh, a lot of people, you know, really like their name. But Matt Powledge. I feel like I'm always saying the wrong word. Powledge. It's almost like knowledge. Maybe it's maybe his last name is Powledge. No, Matt Powledge. Powledge is when you take power and knowledge mm-hmm. and combine them. I hope he. I hope he says that actually in his training as the co-defensive coordinator. It's the coolest thing ever. I actually think I friggin' love this guy already. Okay, uh, I got his scandal. It says he's murdered three, and it' not joking. <laughs> for it, I'm for it. I just thought that you're like, hey, I'm a fan. I don't uh, whatever. Oh, Comes no wonder I like this guy. He's from Baylor. Of course, of course, he's from uh, your stomping grounds. Um, so this is really short after the uh, hiring of Kenny Dillingham. Uh, the report started coming out. They're getting him. Uh, Baylor. He was Baylor safeties and special teams coach there, and. Uh, He's also a freaking young coach. Also was named to the AFCA 35 under 35 list last season, which is probably like most of our staff. Uh, and um, so like, again, a young up and comer. That's pretty cool. Uh, last year, he was been working under Dave Aranda, who's a great coach. Uh, he had 11 years. Uh, no, he's coached for 11 years. Sorry. Two seasons at Louisiana. Um, he also, yeah, so I don't know. I'm not finding anything bad about him here. I got nothing. You like his name. I like his look. I like his young attitude. Quack. Carlos Lachlan, running backs coach, looks cool. Like the way he's he's leaning forward in this photo. And now running backs coach is actually something we didn't have the best of. Is that correct? Well, I didn't mind our running backs coach, Mastro. Um I don't know. I I mean, I I never really thought that was a position of weakness for us. It was a lot of whenever our running game wasn't on point, yeah. it was mainly because they the defense could hone in on it cuz it's like, oh, you're right. just going to run the ball. Like we, we dare you to throw it then. Uh but yeah, this so I don't know. Is it an upgrade? Probably not just cuz this guy's a young dude. Again, or or uh I don't know. I don't think it's an upgrade. Maybe I'm down on the higher. Maybe I miss Mastro. I got, I got I nothing got, on him, bro. I got nothing on him. I'm bored. Let's on the next, next one. Pew. We're going to find out he was like a murderer too. Uh, Demetrius Martin, cornerbacks coach, came over from uh, Colorado, I do believe. Um, he was coaching over there. And I don't know. He, he's worked with some good players, that's for sure, including a new player. This is kind of like quacking news almost. Um, a new cornerback who, you know, after both our starting cornerbacks left for try- testing their luck in the NFL draft, we were looking really thin on that. And Christian Gonzalez came over with our man, Demetrius Martin, um, because he likes That's him. kind of cool. Yeah, that happened. Again, this is like when you hire away a coach, a lot of times they steal away... Uh, Steal away the best players. Now I'm you see, sniffling. I swear it's not. I've been talking a lot about cocaine this episode for some reason. I swear you. I do not. I do not uh, inhale. I just uh, a little sniffly for the folks. You know at home. what's interesting here too, by the way, Adam. What's that? Is that for some reason it's illegal to give a kid enough money for food and shelter? Yes, but it is absolutely totally okay to completely uproot whatever level of life or normalcy they had at a school and move them across an entire country. Well, technically they're doing that on their own accord, but you see, that's what I'm saying. It's we're being like, come over here because you don't have a future at that school unless you're coached by me. 
Also, it's going to cost you five grand to completely change your life. And yes, the major you wanted to have as a backup plan, because who knows if you're going to go to the NFL, it is not offered at the new school. (laughs) Come on, let's do it. Well, I'll tell you this. I bet you Christian Gonzalez is really excited, especially because he's going to be most likely a day one starter. Um, so that, you know, that's why he's he's making the leap. But I, I get what you mean, that it's very oh, hypocritical. Yeah. I'm fine with it all. But if you're going to make a move, then giving him money to help out with that ain't a bad thing. I agree. It's, in fact, the correct thing. If you want that player so bad, pay for him to come with you. Well, technically that's still illegal, but what we're doing now is NILs come to Oregon and you'll get some money that way if you're good enough. It's a also, really weird fucked up situation, but whatever. For uh next season, I will be coming up with a new crypto coin that will be turning oh. players into NFTs. So oh. be on the lookout for that, everybody. You can get my own specialized Oregon Duck player NFTs. Making an NIL too, and you really got something there. Um, so I'll tell you this: he's from LA. His alma mater was Michigan State University, but it's nice that we got a West Coast guy. He also played at uh, Michigan State. Oh, well, I already said that, duh. But um, also a forty-eight-year-old, so it's nice to have an older guy. Honestly, so these you know kids aren't playing around, playing grab. Quarterbacks, I feel like, is a smart spot to have somebody with some tenure. Oh, yeah. And this guy, so he started his career, really, his head coaching career, uh, or, or in high school, 1999-2000, he was coaching high school uh, for a while. Then he was a defensive backs coach for Pasadena City College, then Mountain Sacramento, maybe it's called. Uh, then he finally got to USC as a general assistant. Then he got to Washington, 2009 to 11 as a cornerbacks coach, 2012 to 17 UCLA defensive backs coach. Then a couple of years at Arizona, a couple of years at Colorado, and now he's in Oregon. He's almost completed the Pac-12 punch card. He's nearly there. He's, I think that's his goal. Adam, uh, what's that? I'm realizing now all of these photos must be photoshopped. Some better than others. Because some better than others. How are they all already in the stadium with Ducks gear on? How did they oh, yeah. already get them there for these shots? I don't think so. People are, are good, man. Photoshop's good. Okay, let's let's knock off these last two. I don't even ca- I don't care if they're cheaters or scandalizers or anything. Drew Maringer, tight ends head coach, yay or nay? Oh, you're gonna like where he's from. Texas. I know you're gonna like where he's from. Arlington, Texas. Uh, very boring place. Home of the Dallas Cowboys. He played for Rice. You know where that is? Yeah, of course I know where Rice is. Yeah. Well, it's there you go. He was the quarterback. Houston. And um, I don't Rice know is a, a very good school, by the way. So you should know where it is. Well, whatever. Uh, Look, be the I know this already. New Mexico. I know this already. Drew Maringer has a gambling problem. <laughs> As 247sports.com puts it. New Texas assistant Drew Maringer is gambling on himself. Oh, you got me there. Okay, so he's got a gambling problem. That's all right. Uh, let's hey, let's man. go to the next one. Next, I, you got to enjoy it when a guy takes a shot on himself. You know, there's nothing yeah. like self confidence. He was the co offensive coordinator in New Mexico. I'll say that. Tony Tuiotti. Uh, any news on him? I got nothing. Let's see. Uh, he was the defensive line coach in Nebraska. He's 52 years old. I got uh, a lot of articles that are asking the question, who is uh, Tony Who the hell is this guy? Yeah. Nobody um, knows. Yeah, so there you go. Next. He's a mystery. He's a phantom. Next. Wilson Love, our new strength and conditioning coach. Got <laughs> Look at this guy. Team. He looks so weird. He's... Look, you know this guy is going to be great at strength and conditioning because you can't even see him. He makes, yeah. he comes in, he gets the job done, he gets out. He, now, he I will say I'm going to miss my favorite mustachioed man yeah. in the entire world. When we see what Wilson Love looks like, that's when we'll... uh Tell you what, I'm going to pull up just for you a picture of Wilson Love, and it's kind of tough after like... 
a long time of like, oh man, Aaron Feld, like that's a face. You got to love that guy. We're going oh, from yeah. that to this. See what I mean? Uh, oh, sure. I know a guy that looks exactly like this guy. Okay. Wow. Well, he's like go. actually a mashup of two people that I know. Okay. So zoom so in pass. on that big guy. Zoom in on that photo. I can't. Um, Wilson Love, Bing Bang Boom, Alabama's alma mater. Let's 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 finish. Let's kill this episode. Yeah, I love how you more. just like close it out. Get it. Oh, I'm done. Shad Williams, yay or nay? Is he going to bring a, this program down with ten years of sanctions? Or this guy also went to Alabama. Also went to Alabama. I saw that part, but even that, he's from uh, Andrews, Texas. Sure. Okay, there you go. That's all I got. Uh, was the um, well? I mean, he's been actually at Oregon. I, I should say he's remaining on the staff, so he's been at Oregon for a while. There you go. Wow, oh, what boy. a way to close it out. Yeah, I know. Real fart at the end there. The so guy overall, we didn't even know we had. So I forgot about him. <laughs> on that very sour note, we're gonna end this episode up i guess oh, uh, man, if you like what you heard then uh yeah reach out to us all right everybody we're gonna be following basketball again check out the quacksville patreon or the quacksville to figure out ways to help us out and go ducks go ducks